DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny We come to take our country back For all citizens White, red, brown, or black Return it to a form of glory Fix the bloody crack On the crown Fetch it down It's going down She warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back, took the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken If you remember from last week, we spoke about the Elijah Fund, and I encourage each and every one of you to help out in any little way that you can, because this is how we, as Americans, can band together to help families like the Munns get back onto their feet for at least the first 90 days. And there's many, many stories like theirs, some even worse. So if you can find it in your heart, go to my website, sing the number four freedom.us and look in the live streams, see what they're doing at the vigil outside of the jail. You also find the link to the Elijah fund, or you can go directly to a, the number four justice.org and help out there. Mel Holly has turned a tragedy in her life into the blessings for others but it's up to you to show that you care and to stand up for those that have stood up for america so this is a reading of the prayers sent to me to my fundraiser at give send go forward slash pi non legal fees most recent one pastor Kevin states Trump lost get over it losers again he sends another one lock him up lock him up lock him up lock him up all caps exclamation points And I have one from Melanie Marasco. God bless you. We are praying for you and all of those prisoners and their families affected by the January 6th events. Please remember God has heard all our prayers and he will right this wrong. Thank you for your service. We are ever grateful. Prayer hands. Then again, Pastor Kevin. 
Trump lost. Get over it, losers. Leah S. May our Lord bless you for your love of God, country, and liberty. And again, Pastor Kevin. We fervently pray that those deluded rioters who took part in the insurrection will be enlightened. We ask for the revelation that rebelling against our duly elected government, which is ordained by God, is rebellion against God himself. May they penitently accept their just sentences, express genuine remorse for their evil doing, and contritely serve their time. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Then he quotes Romans 13. In the next prayer, <coughs> Romans 13 says, Be a good citizen. All governments are under God. Insofar as there is peace and order, it's God's order. So live responsibly as a citizen. If you're irresponsible to the state, then you're irresponsible with God, and God will hold you responsible. Duly constituted authorities are only a threat if you're trying to get by with something. Decent citizens should have nothing to fear. Do you want to be on good terms with the government? Be a responsible citizen, and you'll get on just fine, the government working to your advantage. But if you're breaking the rules left and right, watch out. The police aren't there just to be admired in their uniforms. God also has an interest in keeping order, and he uses them to do it. That's why you must live responsibly, not just to avoid punishment, but also because it's the right way to live. And then Pastor Kevin says, Romans 13, 2. Therefore, he who resists and sets himself up against the authorities resists what God has appointed and arranged in divine order. And those who resist will bring down judgment upon themselves, receiving the penalty due them. He continues and restates the same thing, but from the King James Version. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Then the New International Version. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. And he keeps sending these from the GNV, from the Phillips translation, and then another one from Pastor Kevin. My fervent prayer is that all the insurrectionists will realize how patient our dear Heavenly Father is being with them, giving them ample opportunity to acknowledge the wrongdoing, to confess that they have transgressed the laws of both God and man, that if they will humble themselves and admit their misdeeds, he will grant them the strength and grace to endure their just recompense. And then he says, Exodus 16:28. How long will these people refuse to obey? Then Pastor Kevin says, Matthew 21, 31. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. (laughs) 
I can't help but find amusement in that. He continues in the next prayer, Luke 6.42. How can you think of saying to him, Brother, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the board in yours? Hypocrite! First, get rid of the board, and then perhaps you can see well enough to deal with the speck. Ah, Pastor Kevin. That's what we call projection. Then he says, Isaiah 127, Zion shall be redeemed by justice, and those in her who repent by righteousness. Which I guess was a follow-up to his prayer before that, saying, Repent, seditious hypocrite, before it's too late! Exclamation point. Then he quotes Matthew 24, 51. Then before that, he says, Isaiah 29, 14. Therefore, I will take awesome vengeance on these hypocrites and make their wisest counselors as fools. Matthew 23, 15. Yes, woe upon you hypocrites, for you go on, or excuse me, for you go to all lengths to make one convert and then turn him into twice the son of you are yourselves. Matthew 23:13 Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees you hypocrites you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces you yourselves do not enter nor will you let those enter who are trying to <laughs> I think I'm a favorite of Pastor Kevin He then says Ezekiel 14:10 false prophets and hypocrites, evil people who say they want my words, all will be punished for their sin. Exodus 20.16, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. (laughs) I then get a very nice one from... Chris Manuel Anclantera, may our Heavenly Father strengthen you with His Holy Spirit. May God increase your wisdom, understanding, faith, and vision. May the Lord increase your fear of Him while removing all fear of the world. Satan has no dominion over you in the mighty name of the Lord. Any joke that the world placed on you is destroyed by the mighty hand of the Lord. May the Lord remove the unrighteousness, iniquity, injustice, and immorality from our land. May the Messiah come soon, and may the Lord usher in a new era of righteousness and peace in the world. Heavenly Father, thy will be done. Amen. Amen, Chris. Thank you. He then... Chris sends that prayer again. (laughs) And then, of course, Pastor Kevin, he must have got bored. I think he has this stuff copy and pasted in his device. But he says, My fervent prayer is that all the insurrectionists will realize how patient our dear and heavenly Father is being with them. 
giving them ample opportunity to acknowledge their wrongdoing, to confess that they have transgressed both the laws of God and man. He repeats the same thing. But then he comes up with uh, Jeremiah 18.8. And if that people I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. Then Pastor Kevin says, Jeremiah 18.8. And if that people I warned repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on it the disaster I had planned. Told you, copy and paste. Romans 13.5. Obey the laws then for two reasons. First, to keep from being punished. And second, just because you know you should. <laughs> 2 Timothy 2.3 Good old Pastor Kevin Take your share of suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, just as I do. You know, Pastor Kevin I gotta hand it to you. You can definitely search out some pretty uh, hateful speech out of the Bible. But that's not what the Word of God is for. The Word of God is to move and motivate and glorify. To move those that want God closer to Him. To glorify God in all of His might, majesty, power, and glory you using the name of Jesus the word of God and his power of salvation to spew hatred towards anybody <laughs> I'm speechless it ain't good bro it's not good at all. But you'll have to answer to the big one for that. Because you put a smile on my face. I realize that I live rent-free in your head. And that is hilarious to me. Because I have no idea who Pastor Kevin from the Lighthouse Church. <laughs> no idea who he is. But I have taken up so much of his time, his energy, his efforts... I pray that you can find peace, sir. I pray that you can open your eyes to what is truly happening and use that energy and effort towards giving glory to God. Because you're not affecting me whatsoever, other than the fact that you made me smile. Thank you, Pastor Kevin, for making me smile. Because that is hilarious. Chris, Melanie, Leah, God bless you for your love. God bless you for your compassionate heart. Because even if I'm found guilty for some reason, and have to suffer incarceration, 
I do it because it is the will of God, and I do it with peace, love, and unity. And it is the loving, warm, and welcoming hearts of you, Leah, Melanie, and Chris that will give me the strength to realize that God is great all the time. In the great words of Job, though he slay me, I will trust in the name of the Lord. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked at Nebuchadnezzar and said, even if you throw us in the fire and we perish, we will trust in the name of the Lord. So thank you. Please pray for Pastor Kevin. I'm going to read off as many of these uh, that I can. Erica Roach said thank you. Oh no. That's not correct. So if you watch the news, anybody involved in January 6th is just the worst of the worst. Hateful, racist, bigots, white supremacists, you name it, they've called us terrorists. And our government has actually labeled anybody involved in January 6th as a domestic terrorist as well. And if you know anything about the Patriot Act or the National Defense Authorization Act, that actually gives them the authority to usurp the Constitution attack us with drones, indefinite detention, imprisonment without trial, without charges. It has turned the United States into a battlefield. And you're going to hear from a family that the news and media have labeled just the worst, most disgusting defamation of character for a wholesome American family. They are proud Texans that love their country, love and fear God, and want to raise a family, keep them safe, hardworking, so you can hear their story, and we'll let you decide if they are what the media has labeled them. I'd like to give a huge welcome to the Munn family. Uh, we have Dawn, who is has a huge family and a giant heart of patriotism and love for our nation and of love and fear of God that can totally be seen in her words, her actions, and all that she has brought forth in the cases that we've all been following. 
uh, regarding January 6th. So, Dawn, at first I'd like to ask, um, you said you have eight children, which is absolutely amazing. Um, did your any of your kids go with you to uh, the Capitol in D.C.? Yes, sir. We had our oldest daughter, Christy, um, and our one son, Joshua, and then two of our daughters that were seniors that particular year, which um, was Kaylee and Cassie. Kaylee was 18 and Cassie was 17. They're 11 months apart. Um, and it was their senior trip, actually, as to why we went to the Capitol. What was the atmosphere like at, at the White House Ellipse and, and around the rally itself? We had never gone to a rally prior to this, and uh, our our uh, seniors had actually kind of st- stepped up and, and stated that they thought it would be cool to see a president speak. When we got there, it was beyond expectation of the camaraderie, the the joy of everybody being there. The patriotic songs were just being sung out from the moment we stepped onto the, the train going into Washington. Um, coming out of the train station, we heard everybody singing, um, laughter, people just just incredibly friendly, wanting to know each other, where everybody was from, what they did for a living. It was a party atmosphere. Um, it was just very uplifting. You know, a lot of the music that was played, uh, everybody was singing to it. Um, there was American flag that was being passed overhead we all got involved in it it went through the crowd it was almost like a family reunion with people that you didn't even know there was so much love there um, it was it was incredible now you say your husband was in the the military what what branch was he in uh, I was in the army uh, for uh during Desert Storm. Well, certainly appreciate your service, Tom. I'm a Navy vet. Don't hold that against me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll overlook it at this time. <laughs> well, we certainly appreciate your, your service. And uh, great patriots like yourselves uh, do not deserve the, the treatment that you have received. When is it that you realized um, approaching the Capitol, or the Capitol, excuse me, that um, things were not going quite as you expected? It, um... I remember it, um, I was actually singing America the Beautiful, and, and, and then, and then when people were smiling, and, 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 and it was, it was so, like my wife said, so uplifting, and then, and then all of a sudden, concussion grenades went off to the crowd, and, and everything just went silent, and then, people started screaming and then all of a sudden we started hurting people saying they're stealing our country and all of a sudden the crowd just surged forward there was there was only one one direction to go 
um, uh, we were we were holding on to each other. We had we had our day packs on because we were out there for already been outside for six hours by this point, and you know had our water bottles and stuff. We were holding on to each other like a herd of elephants trying to stay together in the crowd, but it just kept moving. And all of a sudden, another round. And then we could we could smell the, the the tear gas coming in through the crowd, and then people just it, it just the whole thing it just it's like somebody hit a switch. It went from one of the best days of your life to I don't know how to describe it. It, it, it and I remember shortly after that, um, a group was carrying a a Vietnam veteran back he had been up further and they carried him and he had gotten hit in the face with one of the tear gas canisters and he was blind and they set him on the ground and people were were rushing to him trying to wash him out with the water bottles out of their backpacks get his clear his eyes out and he kept swatting at us screaming they're stealing our country keep pressing forward and once again, the crowd surged. And before we knew it, well, before we knew it, we were in the building. And, that must um, have been terrifying, you having your children with you. Um, what were what kind of thoughts were going through your head about uh, about the safety of you, you, your family, and, and your kids? Oh, <laughs> everything. It was. This was this was this was a big deal. This was I was partially there because I I believe for the first time I needed to stand up and speak because I felt something was very wrong with that election. I kept watching it ever since November third, and 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 nothing was happening. Nothing was being checked. Nothing, and and I thought if we don't speak, then well. The First Amendment was put there for a reason, and it's not a right that we have. It's it's a responsibility. Yes, it, 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 it's supposed to be peaceful, and were and and which made it really we didn't understand why they were doing this. We 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 got inside, and 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 everybody was 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 still was still peaceful and i mean for i mean they were loud i i won't i won't say they weren't loud um but but it was they weren't doing anything um other than being loud and the police inside the building was the first actual the first police that i even saw and they were just standing there watching us we, we would walk right by them. They never said a word to us. They never said anything. Right. Long before we got lost in there with that many people. And of course, I, I've never even been to Washington before, much less that building. We couldn't get out. We couldn't leave because the people were still pouring in. I was completely caught off guard. I, 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 had, I had considered before, you know, I talked kids you know there might be some counter protesters there you got to be aware from them we had our you know if we get separated you know we'll meet here um if worst case scenario you, you meet at the train station you know and stay there stay in the building under the lights you know and we'll all gather together i've gone through all of that i never imagined we're 
it was going to be coming from. And we ended up in there for, I think it was 52 minutes. We were in there for, for, for quite a while. Um, we tried several times out the way we came. That was the only way we knew. But even after all that time, the crowd was pouring in. I, 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 that was the other thing. I, I, I can't even describe the size of that crowd. I, I've, I've never seen that many people before, even close to it. Um, they wouldn't even have fit in a couple football stadiums. There were some people in there that didn't fit with the rest of us. Did you see anybody uh, causing any, any violence or destruction like they show on the news? Uh, or was the crowd inside mostly just being peaceful? Mostly just being peaceful. There, there were a few individuals in there that kept trying to provoke the crowd, trying to incite them. And but, but honestly, the people chanting "Don't touch nothing. Don't you don't you don't mess up your own house." Was one of the ones I kept hearing. You were peaceful. They kept chanting it, and and there there were there was one point where. We saw, we came into a room and they were physically confronting the police. There was two of them and we couldn't figure out where, where they came from. They had Kevlar helmets on, body armor, and one of them had a sea bag with ball bats in it. And we, what, who are you? <laughs> and what, you know, and it, it, it there were, there were there were numerous incidents like that, and unfortunately, we had some other things too. And I guess that would speak negatively towards the police that were there. We were just initially in, and there was just garbage rattled, like somebody had dumped garbage cans everywhere on the floor. And we got had gotten involved, and and actually this was shown in our defensive file of uh, us picking up the garbage it wasn't just us there were others doing it too and then later in the file it shows where the police were kicking it all over the police were actually causing a mess and and kicking over trash cans that's what you're saying there, there were some of them yes um, um others did absolutely nothing it was mostly nothing they just stood and watched us and and like I said, even people were, were, were saying, you know, don't confront the police, stay away from them. And, and people did. It, it wasn't, for the most part, it was a lot of people, we were just going in circles. Um, we didn't even know where anything was to, to do anything. And it didn't take very long to figure out that something was not right. I think, okay, to be honest, I looked at my wife and said, this is a, shortly after we had gotten in there that... But by then it, it was just it was too late for us. We were, were we were in. And after that, we tried we basically tried to get, find ourselves in the, um, I think there was a room crypt and um, <clears throat> we stayed in there for 10 or 15 minutes just because the, the crowd had had reduced in size, or at least in that room. It was a big room. A lot of the stuff, I think I can figure a lot of the stuff is what you are seeing on the news happened either before the main crowd got there. Um, it, it took us 
the mile and a quarter down on Constitution Avenue, and it took us, oh, about 50 minutes to walk that. Because, I mean, it was a slow-moving crowd. A lot of that occurred before we even got there. That tends to be what a lot of folks are saying, is that a lot of what is being showcased on the mainstream, mainstream media happened no. even before Trump's speech finished. Um, right. So that's... That's a general consensus there. After you guys had, had left the, the Capitol and you were heading out of D.C., was there anything um, that stuck out to you as odd or uh, anything um, of new? A couple of police officers, and even have pictures of this, come up behind us. And he walks up behind me and said, I think you should leave. And I turned and said, I said, I'm trying to. I, I And I pointed at what was coming in the, the, the doors there. I think, well, those, I think those were the Senate wing doors. And he pointed at the window next to the Senate wing doors, and which was gone. And so the six of us in single file went right out the window. Oh, wow. And and uh, we walked right alongside there was by this time there was a whole line of um police officers in riot gear lined up and we everybody walked right by them never even addressed them and that's where we saw the actual some of the only violence we saw and three individuals trying to smash their way into one of the doors on the side of the capitol and they were shooting them with uh rubber bullets um, the only other time was when we were in the building, there was those two individuals that was confronting them, the police officers, and this, what I'm assuming was Bennett showed up, he had a white shirt on, just a white shirt, and he all of a sudden screamed, I've had enough, and charged one of those two guys, tackled him, and they went across the marble floor, and uh, my wife out from underneath her feet. And she ended up on the bottom of them. What What was that like, Don? Did you see the officer coming before you uh, got mixed in with that tackle, or? I was uh, actually with our son at that time. Um, Tom and our oldest daughter, I believe, was behind us, and our our two daughters, uh, Kaylee and Cassie, were off to my left. And when I saw him lunge forward, um, I spun to look for the girls. And um, I saw Josh kind of lunge towards the girls. And as I looked back forward, I went to move out of the way. Unfortunately, went the wrong way and kind of wound up right in front of them um, and as I was going down I uh, felt uh, just a severe pain to the inside of my left knee which I felt later somebody had picked up a chair and threw it um, striking me in the knee um, so when I wound up on the floor on my back I was trying to understand how one how i wound up on the floor and two how the ins my knee was having such such pain um and uh 
immediately, um, you know, the family kind of gathered around me and um, they my feet. Uh, Tom took, I had my backpack on and he took it off me immediately and put it on one of the girls. Um, and we moved over to the stairwell area where we had come down to this lower level. And I sat down for a second. We heard something about that there were gunshots fired. Um, and at that point, uh, everybody headed up the stairs trying to find a way out. That Those were also photos that were in our evidence file showing us leaving that area immediately. Unfortunately, the area of where the altercation happened, um, they stated that the cameras were not working, so you only have half of area that was shown in video. Um, the actual altercation, I believe you might see a little part of me on the floor. Um, the actual altercation, those cameras were not available or offline, whatever they had to say on that. Um, when uh, we got to the top of the stairs, um, our youngest two, I believe, had gone first and the older two were right there by them. Actually, there were two officers with uh, guns pointed right at my two younger daughters. Um, we saw that with the um, body cam, an officer um, in the courtroom with our in our evidence. We didn't we didn't necessarily get these this evidence. Um, my attorney sent me a thumb drive that had everything redacted and the uh, pictures could not be opened. So we didn't actually see a lot of this until either just before our set or was pointed out at sentencing time. Um, it was quite shocking to be sitting there in a courtroom and finding out that these officers had guns on my daughters takes you into a new mind frame as you're standing there being sentenced. It uh, At that point, um, like I said, we had heard somebody yell that shots were fired. Um, and it basically went to the fear of our children's lives and trying to uh, get them out. We were directed by a couple officers um, that kind of sent us in a, a circle a um, few moments there. And then later finally got more towards the doors that we had come in. And again, Tom said the crowd was filing in so, so fast that we were just trying to hang on to the kids in between Tom and I run into somebody that was trying to, they were taking some plates off of a stand that was in there. Um, our oldest daughter confronted one and took it right out of his jacket. And we picked up some drawers to a bureau and put them back in the bureau, trying to clean up 
a little bit of a mess and our daughter noticed the line of the officers outside of the window and she was kind of talking to Tom about you know there's now this line of officers that were in riot here and whether or not we could get out those doors at that time so we kind of stayed a little bit longer until somebody had stated that the in the hallway seemed to slow down for a moment and we headed out um realized that it was still filing in and we kind of got pushed back into the room for a moment again and then made another attempt out and that's where uh Tom ran into the police officer that directed us out the the window that was broken out <clears throat> once you guys uh left the capital and um you know we're we're able to leave DC I, I assume you all went back home um what was the conversation on the way home like well as we we headed across the uh the top area there on the outside um we did kind of stop and notice there was a police officer's motorcycle um and it just stopped it looked like it was freshly washed and waxed and it was up on the balcony area and we all kind of stopped and and thought why is this sitting up here and how did they get this up here um but we also noticed that everybody was walking around it and it looked like everybody was kind of confused as to why that motorcycle was placed up on that area and we're kind of like okay, there's something very very wrong here um we headed down a little bit further found the stairwell down to go past the uh the park area and uh actually at that point um the street seemed fairly empty there were a couple vendors there and we were walking together as a family trying to kind of grasp what was going on back there um we did run into one of the vendors that they were just very polite and uh you know asked how we were doing and and that it it almost went right back to what it was walking in it it was kind of surreal how we were a joyous coming in and then this confusion back to the street being peaceful um so we weren't really moving too fast because it had calmed down on the street area and i was doing a little little limping with my a lot of limping. until uh all of a sudden as we were a couple Absolutely. blocks to yeah. the the uh rail system there um we saw a crowd heading towards us of yeah. probably 25 30 um men that were dressed in black with their faces covered they were carrying some flags i believe they were black flags black red and yeah, they were antifa flags um tom had you know referenced them as antifa 
um, and stated to, luckily they were on the other side of the, the street. We were walking on the sidewalk, um, which would have been the left side. They were coming down the right side and uh, we kind of picked up speed a little bit and got to the train station um, and got on the, the train. We were a little bit quiet trying to figure out what happened. And when uh, we were driving back to the hotel, um, some of the conversation was about, you know, we hadn't eaten yet. Um, we'd gotten there early and, you know, it was getting late. Um, so we had decided that we were going to head right back to the hotel and a couple of us would just shoot out to get a uh, drive through. And when we got to the hotel, um, well, prior to getting to the hotel, our phone started blowing up. Um, our daughter's fiance was calling frantically. Um, we were getting text messages of people that knew that we were there asking if we were okay. Um, and we were like, yeah, there was some scrimmaging and, and that, yeah. but we're fine. And when we went into the hotel room, somebody had turned the TV on and we all kind of stood there staring at the TV for what they were showing. Um, whatever it was, it was either before us or it was in another area than that we were in, but it was definitely not what we had seen. And we realized if this is what our other daughters that were home were seeing on the TV, um, you know, what our daughter's fiance had seen, um, and we started making calls very quickly to people to let them know what you're watching on TV is not what, where we were or when we, you know, it was happening. We're, we were all fine. It's, it's not what you're seeing. Your phone being overwhelmed with uh, messages and phone calls. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of reports and, and I can attest myself that they had uh, like, blocked data around the Capitol, that there was no way for people to get any type of messages or calls out um, because they had put, you know, some sort of block on the on the cell service in that area. Um, so that's, I, you know. Yes, I actually realized it because, you know, when we were there, we were, we were having a good time and not being disturbed by Texas and things like that. We were just very much, you know, having a, a great morning and early afternoon. Um, and then of course, when everything was going off, um, you know, we were more concerned about the safety of the kids and what was going on. I don't think that any of us really noticed or, or had a process that nobody was getting any kind of texts or phone calls when we, I believe it was about the train station. Um, we were on the train on the train heading back to the the car. Is when things really started. The the phones all just started going off, and you know we were confused. 
the amount of things that were coming through and the way things were written um, in the texts and that um, you could you could tell that there was a great fear um, of texts that were being sent to us and uh, like I said when we started calling back and texting back we were still a little bit ignorant as to why they were in such a panic until we opened up the the hotel room and TV on and it was a moment stood and and watched the TV and then realized that we had to contact everybody that was blowing up our phones um i had uh my uh my boss had of course you know you, you don't think much about sending a text back right away to your boss that when you're you know on a day off but when we saw what was going on, i understood her concern and and her fear of what was going on and so we we took a moment uh in the hotel room to uh try to come back um also trying to you know we tried to put a little bit of humor in it in it um to their anxiety um the way we tried responding to our younger children um our my oldest uh it would been our second oldest daughter um and of course doing so they used that against us in our our um saying that we were you know finding it to be funny or um you know downplaying the whole thing um and in a way uh, you know we were trying to you know when you have a a 17 year old that is watching what they had played on the tv knowing that her sisters and brother and her parents were there to put them at ease that we were fine and no we were not in the middle of what you were seeing on that television set when you when you all were arrested um how did that how did that play out like what what happened um it was uh July 13th and it came um was well just around 5 a.m. just after sunrise and uh FBI came in and they were just pounding on the door screaming um they were full combat gear M4s they had a battering ram um the whole thing um they just come flooding in uh, well not initially we had, <laughs> they had we had to put our dogs away the dogs had stood them off um they drug us outside um they had squad cars all over the neighborhood the neighbors were all out watching um they stuck us out there in the squad cars where they went to the house and we sat in their the squad cars watching them um haul up boxes full of things we lost um all of our phones all of our computers um they took clothing they took oh i we have an entire list of things they they took that are gone now we were that probably went on for an hour um they 
the other kids out and had them out there in the pajamas in the driveway and standing there. And then finally they uh, took us off to, uh, um, um, it was a, a county jail and we were put in um, isolation cells. We were, we were there probably around 36 hours and uh, and then they load us up and put shackles on our legs and hands and everything and hauled us into a, uh, a federal court in Amarillo. The judge ordered that we were to be um, released and we went back to the jail again and I don't know, three, four hours later, um, we were, we met with a uh, probation officer and then we were, we were sent home. We, um, real quick, if I could, uh, Tom and I, um, in our own home, obviously, um, and Kaylee, uh, Cassie, uh, was us, is also living with us, but Cassie was at, or Kaylee was actually staying at her older sister's, which is just across the street, and, uh, then Christy lives across town in Borger, and our son, at this point, had moved back to Wisconsin uh, with his sister, and all three houses were raided at the exact time. So it was very well timed um, that they that, um, came to take all of us. Um, when they called for Kaylee to come out of the house, um, we tried to explain that she was staying across the street at, at her sister's house. Um, immediately went over with, I believe it was three officers um, and their battering ram and, and that, and went after uh, that, that house. Um, we attempted to state if you know, you would just let us call her out, you know, it would be fine. Um, but they, uh, uh, at that point, had kind of put the door on me on the car uh, that they had put me in. And I sat and watched as they surrounded the house across the street with uh, screaming for Kaylee to come out. And uh, her older sister came out first and she called back into the house for Kaylee to out. Um, and then they walked Kaylee across the street um, at gunpoint. And uh, um, our son had not been home. He had already left for work. So he was actually called um, at, at his job site and he had to drive back to his his home, his residence. Um, he had asked several times, you know, he was driving by several different police stations and he said, do you need me to turn myself in? And they kept stating that they needed him to show up back at the residence. And uh, when he did, they surrounded him and uh, as soon as he pulled in and uh, then handcuffed him there um, Christie's house was raided by the officers that were there. 
Um, she had all six of the kids there. They put them in uh, her kids. Yes. Um, they put them on the couch in the living room and somebody stood over the kids while they removed Christy out of the house and her fiance um, went through the, the house with the officers. We were totally removed from the house, um, all of our, our kids and our kids were uh, made to stand out on the driveway in whatever they had on at that moment, which of course was just their pajamas. They were not allowed back in until after um, they loaded the car and Kaylee and I into another. And as after we, I was told by our daughters that they were allowed back into the house approximately a half an hour later. So what ultimately um, were you guys charged with? That was four misdemeanors. Um, one was trespassing on entering and being on a restricted grounds. The one they finally offered us a plea deal on, on the picketing charge. Was parading, picketing, picketing and demonstrating, and demonstrating in the inside Capitol. the Capitol. And that is what we were actually charged with in the end. We took the plea, plea deal, dropping the other three charges and were pleading guilty to the parading, picketing, and protesting inside the Capitol building, which, which there is we were law against that. So, okay. We didn't know there, there was a law, but we were inside the Capitol and that, that charge, when you say that, you know, we were protesting, we, we were protesting and we were inside the building. So we believe that, um, that particular charge was um, the other three we did not agree with. Um, we knew that there were permits that we could be there that were pulled prior to us going and that we were allowed to have this, um, the rally in, on the, uh, the eclipse and that there were uh, particular permits that were pulled um, that different groups had that um, we had heard through Facebook um, that they were going to have tents set up and that they had the permits already pulled. So we did not believe that we were violating trespassing if permits were pulled. But the wording that we looked at on the Eating, picketing, and protesting inside the Capitol. So, therefore, we did plead guilty to that. Yeah, I mean, you got to make uh, decisions of what's best for yourself and your family and, um, you know, upstanding citizens like yourselves. You're not trying to, uh, you know, get around the system at all. So, I mean, that's that's perfectly understandable. Uh, you went through um, sentencing and they let you uh, stay out on bond up until... Uh, up until that point, correct? Yes, actually, um, <laughs> our daughter, um, who at the time I believe would have been 20, um, signed for Tom and I and Kaylee 
taking responsibility for us to to be out. Um, we did not have to uh, financial or the the title of the home or anything. She uh, signed some paperwork saying that we would behave and that she would keep track of us. Um, we given a parole officer and um, we were given a certain area um, that we had to stay in. Um, Christy and I both being traveling nurses, um, we had to give up some con, you know, some uh, jobs that would have gone outside of that and just kind of moved our um, contracts into a certain circle uh, within the the uh, court order of the home. Then we we would have the parole officer stop by every so often between that time. We were arrested July 13th of 2021 and we were not sentenced until October 12th of 2022. So we stayed on what they called pre-sentencing probation or something like that. Um, And uh, pre-sentencing supervision. Um, Ultimately in your, in your guys's plea deal. um, First, I'm I'm curious, did they charge your 17 year old? No, they were charged our 17 year old. Um, At one point, uh, I did Zoom with our judge, uh, Beverly Howell, and uh, the, the reasoning for that Zoom was I requested, I was given a uh, public defendant and uh, defender, excuse me, and I had asked for her to be released and for a new attorney to be uh, issued due to well she very she was very clear that she was not here to defend uh the january sixers she wanted to re-educate us and she was pushing about that i needed to be vaxxed um that i should not be uh practicing as a nurse without being vaxxed um that i would not be allowed in court without being vaxxed that I needed to do certain book reports. I January 6th committee and and uh, um, do a book report on it or a, a report on it. Um, there was a list of movies that she wanted me to watch and to uh, do reports on um, that I would need to in front of the court. Um, Trump and uh, make a statement that I accepted uh, Biden as our legally placed, legitimately placed uh, president of the United States. Um, this is your attorney? The, the public defender was telling you to do this? Yes, sir. Um, this was, uh, we only, her and I only had a few phone call conversations when I realized that I was not comfortable with our conversations, and after that, I let her know that all converse, all 
communication would go through emails at that point so that I would have everything in writing. Um, once I did get enough that I felt I was at a point that I could present this in front of the judge to have a new attorney uh, given to us or to me, um, we, sh we zoomed in front of uh, um, Judge Howell and I had all of them printed out so that I could put them off. But the uh, conversation that Howell had was that she started with the prosecutor asking why Cassie was not arrested. The prosecutor stated that she was a minor and that they had reviewed it and they were not going to charge her. And then Beverly Howell uh, continued to then turn it to why Tom and I were not being charged with child endangerment and neglect and a few other um, charges I don't recall um, issuing uh, Kathy. And at that point, then she, uh, the public defender, stated that they had looked at that and they had decided not to charge Tom and I with any kind of endangerment and so forth that they were sticking with just those four charges that they had brought forward originally and then uh, Judge Howell came to me that um, having a public defendant or defender um, cost the tax uh, payers a lot of money and that I would have to learn how to communicate with her and that she refused to give me a new attorney. I'm absolutely speechless. Um, so the, there's obvious uh, there's obvious bias in your counsel and um, the, the fact that the judge would not allow you to have adequate counsel. Um, I mean, that, that says a lot in itself. What, um, so you felt pretty much backed into a corner at that point and they, they offered you the plea deal um, of pleading guilty to the, the one misdemeanor of uh, parading and um, picketing, demonstrating inside of the Capitol building. What were the, uh, what were the terms of the, of the plea deal? What, uh, what did they offer? nothing just they they did offer the that they would drop the other three that uh that the other uh that our children would have the same thing that they would uh just have the one misdemeanor and that uh i believe they the, the uh sentencing towards the children was was lighter than it was towards tom and i and um that they would pretty much just be probation. I believe it was, and uh, that Tom and I would would uh, be looking at more of um, community service and possibly thirty six months of probation. Um, so they they did offer a little less to the children than they to Tom and I. Um, it, in the end. Our sentencing came down to 
Tom and I are on 90 days home detention with 14 days of incarceration that will follow the 90 day uh, home detention uh, split into two seven day uh, sentencing. And then after that, he and I will have 36 months of probation. Um, our daughter, Christy, received 90 days home detention with 36 months probation and 60 hours of community service. And Kaylee received 60 days probate or 60 days community or 60 hours community service and 36 months of probation so they did they did go around the children as they had kind of stated they would um and you know they did not give the incarceration time to to our children so they're letting you guys serve your incarceration separately so that one of you can be home to take care of the kids, correct? Um, actually, the incarceration time is um, just split. We have we each have four. But the way they they set it is that we both go in for seven days and then we have a seven day break and then we go back for another seven days. We will be going in at the same time, but there will be a one-week break in between the two seven-day sentencings. Huh, that's interesting. Is, yeah, um, a little confusing. Did they impose any sort of fines or uh, monetary discipline? Uh, they, they fined us each $500, um, each one of us, all the way through. Um and uh, there, uh, there was a another ten dollar charge, and the the five hundred dollar fine was was to be paid to the architect department. Capital, something capital architect. Oh, um, okay. I guess everybody gets that one. It's on automatic no matter what happened oh yeah well they they tried to hit me with five hundred thousand dollars in fines um and when they offered oh. me a plea deal so oh yeah um no we didn't have that one <laughs> two different charges in my plea deal they they tried to get me to plead guilty to and each of those charges had a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine attached to it along with uh, a total of 51 41 to 51 months uh, incarceration <clears throat> three years um, probation and all that type of stuff afterwards and I would have had to agree to let the FBI interview me and all that which you know I turned it down um, I'm not going to plead guilty to something I didn't do um, and so we I'm do have we did have where the FBI was allowed to interview us uh, a post they called it um, which uh was never done um and then there is also that we had to agree and sign that they can monitor and our uh social media and so forth um, yes we 
we've gotten death threats. Um, for some reason, we got publicity, especially here in Texas. Um, we just got slaughtered in a in last month in article uh, with the Tech Monthly. Um, it was the most brutal thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, we, uh, my wife and my daughter have lost, we were saying between 65 and 70% of the jobs that they were getting. Uh, facilities, once they find out, won't let them back in. Um, they can't get jobs anywhere else. Um, it, it is the, <clears throat> the, the act is almost worse than the, the sentencing. Um, um, it, it's, we get recognized everywhere we go, so we don't go very far. The, the family really stays at home most of the time. Um, I, don't, I don't know why we ended up with so much media coverage. Um, but that too has been absolutely it's been devastating quite frankly um, it's uh, it's if they were intending to pin us ground they they succeeded at it um, there, there's no there's no getting around that I, I don't I, you know, you know. Are you guys currently working? Um, do you have any sort of stability? Any getting back to any sort of normalcy in your lives now that the sentencing um, is over with? Um, right now, my wife, she gets enough work to keep us floating, and and that that and and that's <laughs> that's all depending on your definition of the word floating. Um, <laughs> We still, we're still indoors. We we still have food. We still, you know, and we can still put some gas in the car. But that's it. Um, Do you guys have a give send go? um, We had one at one point, um, right before our sentencing. um, For some reason, this judge she was doing everything else through Zoom, and she made us go to Washington to get sentenced. And I had already reported to my probation officer that we were sinking, uh, that I had no means to, to, to get there. And of course, you know, if you're not there, it's contempt of court. And then you get all four charges and the whole thing starts. And I've been watching to other people with four charges and they're getting anywhere from eight months to 12 months in jail from these charges. The four we got were about the, the, the most common four. And so we finally broke down and reached out and we've got a Gibbs and Go going and it gave us enough to, to get to Washington. And well, I mean, it was, that, was, that wasn't, you know, hotels and everything else, it, it was not cheap. So we were, we were blessed in that respect. Is and Go still active? Um, there hasn't been any activity on it in a while, um, but what we were revolving around on our gifts and go was we needed help getting to Washington. That's that's what we were kind of asking for. Um, okay. well, I promote um, your, uh, the gifts and go that I've that I've found for you all the the Mun family. Um, 
I promote that on my website of singforfreedom.us. That's sing the number four freedom.us. And uh, go in there and and update that information to uh, let everybody know, you know, where you're at in the, in the process of fitness. And I'm more than sure that uh, patriots with a heart for, for you and for the love of nation would be more than happy to go in there and, and help you all get back onto your feet. Um, you know, it's, it's not fair how people have been treated. I mean, the FBI came and pointed guns at your kids and made them stand outside in their, in their pajamas, yeah. busting your door down at five o'clock in the morning for misdemeanors. That is completely well, um, ridiculous. It's unheard of. BLM and Antifa burnt down our country for seven months on end yeah. during the summer of love, and they didn't even get a fine or a slap on the wrist. Um, we had politicians out on the street corners screaming to raise bail money and to, to help them out. Um, you all didn't do anything and, you know, you're suffering the consequences and still are and have been and, and will be for quite some time. So, um, yeah, please, uh, make sure your, your gifts and go is up to date and we will put that information out there for uh, people to be able to reach out and help where they can. Well, if I can say on gifts and go, um, it it did. We were very much sweating out what we were going to do <clears throat> just weeks before um, our sentencing had been originally started with the sentencing in August, and it got moved to September, and then it got moved to October, and um, that really kind of hit. Christy and I hard with our uh, availability of places that we could go to. Um, it really shut us down, giving the um, original guest um, that the facility started right away to uh, cut us off. Um, I was actually walked out of a, a facility during the middle of a shift and literally walked <laughs> to my car and they stood and made sure that I pulled off the property. Um, And that's when everything really did shut down and we were panicking as to whether or not we were gonna be able to make it to Washington. Um, And just before our sentencing, approximately two weeks beforehand, uh, the financial had really flowed in and took off to allow us to take care of what we needed to financially. The most important thing for all of us um, with the gifts and go was the whole trip to Washington. We stayed on the gifts and go reading the prayers that people took time to pray for us and to let us know um, that they were praying, uh, sending us scripture. Um, we were <laughs> going through the Bible, looking up the scriptures that people were leaving for us. Um, it gave us strength that uh, we would have never had had we been on our own with that. Um, we did have our minor, that Cassie, that was with us originally, um, accompanied us to the sentencing and one of our other daughters also uh, went with us she was the one that signed for us 
for Tom and I to know that our children were scared to death and being able to see the prayers that were behind us was giving them the strength to stand with us. And for those that were having to face this judge, it um, it gave us everything. And uh, I, I can't thank everyone enough for the prayers that that have gone for all of us. Extremely moving. Um, you all have an entire nation of patriots that stand with you, and many of which that, you know, share those words of love and encouragement, and we all stand united. You know, we're all in this together, and Gifts and Go, I absolutely love them because it does focus on the godly effort to stand by those that are imprisoned or being persecuted and the, the prayer lists of uh, folks writing in and giving you those words of hope um, I can certainly relate um, I read <clears throat> excuse me I read all the prayers that are, are sent in to uh, my give send go for um, for January 6th and it is extremely touching um I unfortunately also suffer through some people using that prayer option to send me hate messages, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, one of them is actually goes by the name of Pastor Kevin, and I, I seem to be his favorite because he has sent me yeah, he... at least 30 um, very nasty, not pastor-like messages. So. Yeah, I, I know who he is. I've gotten the same number. It's, it's, it's almost like clockwork. <laughs> he, comes in, he comes in routinely. I well, ignore it. I, 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 the other that I would like to acknowledge is Randy Ireland and uh, Nicole Griffith was, yeah. uh, at the courthouse um, when we showed up. Uh, in DC, um, Mel also came in, um, and uh, to have them there um, was words can't express. Um, they uh, they uh, took our our three children up first in front of the judge uh, as a group and gave sentencing to them and then they had to go sit down and then Tom and I went up and my attorney uh, when she spoke she stood up and uh, did a a statement that was basically she stopped short of stating that Tom was abusive um, but she described quite a marriage and a household that was nothing of our home and nothing of our marriage. Um, and my children had to sit there and listen to this behind us. And uh, to know that Randy and Nicole and, and Mel were there, um, I looked back at one point and saw one of them had their hands on one of my daughter's shoulders 
and uh, it meant everything to us that they weren't sitting there alone while this was going on and being able to go to the vigil later that night and to have the patriots that were out there um you know they're out there every night for those prisoners that are still in there but the welcome that we got and the support that we got from them it it held us together and i i don't have the words to express how much it meant to each and every one of us in our family and even to this day when the dark comes and and we get hit i think back on their faces and and their hugs and and their support and it just means the world to us Americans for Justice uh, a the number 4 justice.org uh, Randy Ireland Mickey Whithoff uh, Mel Holly and uh, Nicole Reffitt they have been just absolute pillars in the community and helping J6ers and their families uh, defendants inmates alike they do <clears throat> they do hold that vigil outside of the jail every single night and speak directly with the men and women incarcerated inside and have been every day since uh, August 1st of uh, 2022. Um Mickey Whithoff is uh, Ashley Babbitt's mother and um she with everybody affectionately calls her Mama Mickey because she's just been an absolute darling uh towards everybody considering the fact that she lost her daughter her, her daughter Ashley was murdered by Capitol Police um on January 6, 2021 and so I'm assuming earlier in your story when you talked about gunshots being fired those were the shots that um that took Ashley's life and so for her to have the strength and fortitude to still stand up and speak out and to show support um despite everything that she had lost um that just her tenacity in fighting spirit is truly inspirational and the fact that you all were able to go down to the vigil and to experience that camaraderie and love of nation and support for one another i'm actually jealous because i am banned from the city of dc per my court orders we are and forever yeah we would love to uh i i would love to be able to go down there and experience that as well um you know they sing the anthem every night at 9 p.m. and with the the guys inside over the phone and they they broadcasted over the loudspeaker and um it is the recording of them singing the anthem from their cells that inspired me to start the sing for freedom campaign which they do every night at the vigil with them and uh it is just it it truly warms my heart to see despite the adversity that we as Americans are suffering through the love unity and charity the atmosphere of of just american exceptionalism that was shown at the white house ellipse on that day that everybody says was one of the most patriotic days of their lives is still being shown outside of the jail at the vigil in the the chat rooms with one another and the the groups that that many of us belong to to stand together in this in this fight and so I cannot express enough um 
how proud that we all are of you as a family standing together and showing love of nation and getting through all of this together um, and not letting it tear you apart. Unfortunately, there's a lot of families out there that this tragedy has have broken. And I commend you all because of your, your love of God and love for one another and love of nation that you were able to, to stand tall and embrace one another through all of this. I'm at a loss for words as how else to express that. But I, I commend each and every one of you as true patriots. I can say as a mother walking up for the vigil with four of my daughters and running into Mickey and knowing what she sacrificed, it really, it showed me the blessings that God has given to me. I really can't say that I understand or can ever feel the weight of, of the sacrifice that Mickey has had with Ashley's life being taken from her. But I, I will tell you that I, I thank God every day that, that my daughters are here, that they were able to stand and that they are still here with us. And my heart breaks every moment of every day for her, for having to give her daughter to this cause. I, I also felt so much for Nicole when we were getting ready for court. I was ironing Tom's shirt and I realized that a lot of wives don't get the chance to prepare their husbands for and that God gave me that chance to give him his haircut to iron his shirt and what a blessing it was that he and I were able to walk in there hand in hand and with my daughters I thank God every day for that and my heart breaks every day that these are things that others don't get the chance to do. Is there anything that else that you would like to, to share or anything that you want our listeners, the American people, to know, <clears throat> excuse me, to know about that day, the process, your sentencing, any, anything else that you, you want to put out there? We have another, what I'm calling, I reference us as the first generation in this, uh, this battle going through these courts and, and the sentencing. And we're now seeing that there's another thousand that are being targeted. And I refer to them as the second generation. And I just urge everybody to reach out immediately to these people. There was times that our family sat in silence. Um, you know, we we had no previous run-ins with the law. We we had no idea things worked. I still, um, you know, am confused on on things that, you know, I I don't know if I can bring my Bible. To, 
to my uh, incarceration time. I, there's so many things that because we have not been in the system before that we are ignorant to it. And I, I just encourage everybody to, to try to reach out as quickly as possible to uh, this next that's, that's going to be going through this that um, you know we've we've had four suicides because of the weight of the situation and we've like you said we've had families breaking up we have children that are are having difficulties in school that are are having problems sleeping that you know um, the from their parents, um, we need to band together. We need, you know, they are a very well organized group that is coming at us and we need to organize as quickly as possible to be able to battle what they are bringing up against us. And I just, I pray every day that, that each and every, that hears anything about Sixer, that they quickly try to find out where God's gifts to them that they can use for these individuals and these families. We don't want any more suicides from the stress of it. We don't want these children to be going through uh, damage. We there's the financial, but there's much more behind it. And I, I pray that if you hear of a January 6er, please, please reach out, ask, see what you can do to fill whatever their needs are. Just, just to let them know they're not alone. Um, we spent the first year thinking we were we didn't know we had any support. We didn't know until we finally started, we got to a financial point where we had to because we were afraid to because they were using it against people. And we finally started, and it was July of 22 before we finally realized that there's people all over the country that that that, that are praying for us. And we, we didn't even know it. And and I I don't I don't want there, there's going to be more and it's going to get worse and to let them know as soon as possible they're not alone it doesn't have to be money that that's that's not um, the, the benefit we had we were we there was a group of us we had each other but a lot don't there there you know. And, and just to let them know, to, to be able to just send them prayers. I mean, there's been many times I've just sat and read them when I'm feeling crushed. I, I can't begin to describe what that means. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like, you know, if you've ever been deployed overseas and, and, and there's something and, and you get a letter from home. Uh, you know, it's that it's 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 everything. 
and and they to just to let them know that they're not alone that that there are people that believe in them that 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 because the enemy really likes to they're going to get hate mail they're going to get nasty things and they might get they get their phone number they might get a phone call they might they mean all these things are going to happen and i i it, it, it's that's something we can we can do something about that we can't do something necessarily about the court system right now but we can do something about this and what they'd be giving is is beyond any kind of value i think well, absolutely um there are a lot of groups uh based mostly on the social media app called telegram which is um where a lot of the the groups are based out of and i work myself very closely with uh several of the groups on there like patriot mail project um americans for justice uh citizens against political persecution uh stop hate uh and with dave summerall and condemned usa and then also there's uh the family groups that are in there that are are specifically designed or designated for the uh the families of J6 defendants and uh as well and you know, we always encourage to try to find anybody that's involved with January 6 to get involved in those groups and yes they they do offer avenues for you know, financial support like set up a give send go or to if somebody's already incarcerated get some money put on to their commissary um and and things of that sort but also legal defense and advice but mostly for the family support the the words of encouragement and hope and to let folks know that there is an entire nation standing behind them that they're not alone yeah. and that they can reach out and talk to somebody and you know ask questions or <clears throat> ask for uh you know the 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 light at the end of the tunnel whenever things things seem dark that they can help navigate their way through this mess that has been thrown into their laps and so that is uh that is great advice sir and uh don by all means if anybody out there is alone in this fight you're not actually alone we just want you're you to reach out alone. reach out and and find the help because there are many many people out here that have dedicated their lives these last 2 years to finding every possible means of giving people the help that they need and to be there for them and none of them are here to make a profit they're only here to help lift you up out of the mud we like i said we're on the back side of this and and it's like now we can start speaking we've been afraid to for so long um but you know <laughs> yeah we have our sentences to finish but all it's it's i guess you know there is i, I suppose but um but there's more to come and and this message can get out to somebody who needs to hear it that 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 you you know you're not a bad person you didn't you didn't do anything wrong you know you you tried to speak up and 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 stand up for your country that's not wrong and regardless of what they're going to portray it as and they're going to portray it as some pretty awful stuff 
we and, as Americans always have the right to redress our grievances to the government peacefully and patriotically. It is written within the Bill of Rights that we have the freedom of speech. And, you know, some people, yes, they did break the law that day. And it's very unfortunate. And But we are a party of law and order. And if somebody committed a crime, then at, by all means, they should be held to account. But make sure that it's fair, blind, and equal justice under the law. And yes. for the most part, from what I have seen, many of these charges and sentences and just the punishments that are being doled out to folks that haven't even been to trial yet are blown way out of proportion and it is great Americans like yourselves that are able to find that resolve and to hold together and I'm so very glad that this process is ending for each of you and I hope that you know we all can stay banded together and we all have become basically one big family even though it is a rather unfortunate set of circumstances that have brought us all together and again I cannot thank you all enough for sharing your story and sharing that those words of hope for others that might not uh, well, know what to do and there are others like yourself we, we still got it's down on the field and, and we can't forget them and, and this isn't over until they're they're, they're off the field. I'd like to say that uh, you can also find me on Twitter under Dawn Munn, on uh, Getter under Dawn Freedom. And please, anybody who uh, is feeling alone, please reach out. Um, we are also on Telegram. And uh, our daughter Christy is also on Telegram. I know that uh, she just last night was talking to another that is on home arrest, um, just trying to comfort one another to get through this portion. But we're entering a new season and we are, we wanna be there for, for everyone. And uh, please reach out and we will be there and uh, we thank everybody for being there in our time of need. Um, there is some great prayers uh, groups that on Telegram that they have seen us through some very dark times. And uh, if if anybody needs anything, please reach out. We we want to get everybody where they need to be so that they can make it through this and and uh, we can contact whatever their needs are um, for so many people that are out there that just want to love on, on one another in the name of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we are one family. We are one family under him. This is a terrible thing to go through, but this is something that God has chosen for so many of us to go through strengthen us and to prepare us for what it is that we need to to go through here on earth and we are one family and we will all be together in his kingdom and God will win he will always win over evil Amen thank you very much um, no, I, I thank you um, 
folks, make sure you check out our website and find the Mun Families Give, Send, Go. Help them out. Help them put their lives back together and send off some uh, some words of prayer and hope and encouragement because as Americans, we need to stand together united. Too much they try to divide us. We do want to send our love to those that are still incarcerated, that they have not seen their day in court. Um, we we hold them up in prayer. Uh, we do jump on and, and sing along with uh, with those outside of the gulag. Um, they're not forgotten. They are they are held up in prayer from our family and many more. And you in prayer, and we thank you for being, for being there, for for putting yourself out while you're going through all this. That you're out there for for others, and uh, we will do our best to to get through these times. But we can only do that if we're together. I thank you, ma'am, and. Uh... Myself, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I just laid down and did nothing. So I was awarded bond and given a little bit of freedom and knowing that men and women are lives are being destroyed and incarcerated. If I just sat here and took my freedom for granted, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So I'm out in front. I am bold and I speak truth. And so I have God goes before me in battle and he clears the way. And like you said, he's already won. And so that's what I personally, that's what I lean on. If he's my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. And I, I see this as my Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego moment. And I will never bow to Nebuchadnezzar. So thank you all very much. I would like to take a moment to say there are several ways that you can help support this podcast and support our mission with the Sing for Freedom campaign and in this fight for justice with the DOJ, the FBI, Uncle Sam, the Brandon administration to bring fairness and justice to the J6 family. First, you can go to my website of sing4freedom.us and there are a ton of tools in there. There's the affiliates page to show the several different groups that you can get involved with, help with, that are out there making a difference in this fight. The affiliates page are vetted groups that are not out there to be a scam. They're not out there to make a profit. They are pouring their heart and soul out in defense of our January Sixers. Then also on the website, you can check out where all of the Give, Send, Go fundraisers are. And if you donate to that, it goes directly to the families of the January 6th defendants, the inmates, and those that are being persecuted by this administration because of their presence at the Capitol, myself included. On top of that, you can leave a voice message for this podcast, giving a message of love, hope, and encouragement to the families, to the inmates, sing the national anthem for the Sing for Freedom campaign to stand in solidarity with them. You can either post a video online with that hashtag of sing the number four freedom, 
or the voice message option. You can send it to us as audio, and we very well might premiere it on the podcast, but we'll definitely share it and spread it and show the families that they have an entire army of patriots standing behind them in this fight. Also, you can check out our sponsor, which is MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Make Honey Great Again is a sweet, one-pound, raw, pure honey. No fillers, no corn syrup, no communist bees, guaranteed. But MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com, everything is American-made, including the bottle in which the honey comes, just like Donald Trump. So if you want to upset some of your lefty liberal friends, bake them a pie, and when they tell you, oh, this tastes so great, show them the Donald Trump bottle of honey and say, this is where it came from. Watch their heads melt. But when you do go to MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com, you can support us by using the promo code of FREEDOM, because freedom has never tasted so sweet. This will help keep the Sing for Freedom dream alive. And keep going what we are doing here with the websites, the podcast. It's not just a t-shirt or some sort of merchandise, which we also do have and offer at P2P Printing. That's the the letter P, the number two, the letter P, printing.com, where you can get all the Sing for Freedom merchandise that you're heart could desire everybody loves it so go grab you some so we certainly appreciate you listening and participating in this shout for freedom this call to justice and this quite obnoxious protest of the administration that we will not comply we will not consent because we the people are the ones in control and we want our country back so and now enjoy the rest of the interview with jeremy as we take the third phone call So you're hearing it here, straight from the mouth of those that are involved firsthand, from those suffering persecution of the United States government, whether it be right, wrong, indifferent, this is an indictment on our injustice system. Americans that were just trying to do the right thing for their country, their lives are being destroyed, and many have lost the battle under the pressure and taken their own lives. It is not fair that groups that burnt down our country for months on end have no repercussions. But a mother, a father, and their children go to the Capitol to speak up in protection of the fundamentals of our nation and they are the ones that are persecuted and prosecuted. Come back next week as we hear more firsthand accounts, give some updates, and some great information regarding the tragedy that is happening in our country. I promise you will not be disappointed. And I also encourage you to sing the national anthem at 9 p.m. to stand in solidarity with those that are being persecuted. We call it the Sing for Freedom campaign because together with one voice, one heart, we can stand in unity and shake the walls of Jericho to bring as many hearts as we can into this fight because Americans, we can never be silenced. 
They are attacking every fundamental right that we have, whether it's speech, religion, the right to bear arms, the right to peaceably assemble. They're even attacking the rights to due process, the rights of us being considered citizens. They are trying to destroy our borders, our sovereignty as a nation, our sovereignty as individuals. And it is up to you, the American people, to use your voice. And so we sing it together. Your voice has power. Otherwise, they would not be trying to silence us. If you want to share in the national anthem, you can either post a video online with the hashtag of sing the number four freedom, or even click on the voice message link in the description box and share your national anthem with audio right here directly to us. And we will put that on our website to show your love of nation. So until next time, thank you all for showing up. And don't forget, we are Americans, and it's going to stay that way. Oh, say can you see by the dawn? Hey, hey, hey.